Prime Matters, in collaboration with Slaking Thirst's podcast, presents the Christian mythic narrative, The Deep History of the World. PrimeMatters.com is a groundbreaking project of educational outreach of the University of Mary, awakening the Catholic imaginative vision. Episode 14, The Wilderness Wandering and the Promised Land Among the lavish promises God had made to Abraham was the pledge that he would give to Abraham's offspring a land of their own, the land of promise. Abraham and his descendants had dwelt for a time in that land, called Canaan, but they had lived there among many other peoples as exiles and foreigners. Then had come their move to Egypt, where they had remained for many generations. When God broke the bond of their slavery and led his people out of Egypt, he made clear that the time had come for giving the gift of the land. Canaan was to the north and west of Egypt, some two hundred miles as the crow flies, somewhat longer as the caravan plods. It was not a great distance, even for a large group of people with their herds and flocks. Settlers crossing the American prairie in their wagons would typically travel ten or so miles a day. Even at a pace significantly slower, the Israelites should have been able to complete the journey in a few months. Yet they remained in the desert, awaiting the promised land for a full forty years. What were they doing out there in that inhospitable wilderness? Why did God lead them out of the hardship of slavery only to bring them to the harshness of the desert? The desert history of the Israelites was yet another stage in God's plan, a necessary passage if the Israelites were to complete the mission God had given them. They had now been freed from the yoke of bondage, but they had not yet understood what it means to have God himself dwelling among them. They needed to be changed, to learn sharp lessons, to undergo a profound purification, and most importantly, to come to know better the God who had called them. Moses led them during those 40 years, aided by his brother Aaron and his sister Miriam, and supported by his lieutenant Joshua. It was a difficult task. God steadily supplied his people with the miraculous bread of manna. He led them by fire and cloud. He helped them defeat various enemies that came upon them. And he lived among them in the sacred tent of meeting, speaking to them through Moses. Still, when all was said and done, the Israelites on the whole did not want to keep their side of the covenant. They were constantly either running after false gods complaining about their scanty provisions even to the point of rebellion, or falling into discouragement and threatening to trudge back to the slavery of Egypt. Yet in the midst of their weaknesses and failings, God was completing a significant work among them, preparing them for the next stage of his plan. Toward the end of those forty years, after the whole generation of Israelites who had been freed from slavery had died, Moses explained their desert wanderings to those who remained. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you 
these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but that man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. God also made clear that all this discipline was for the sake of the good things he was bringing to his chosen people. He again promised them, The Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. The forty years were past. The lessons of the desert had been learned, and the time had come to take possession of the land of promise. That land was indeed good and rich, but it would not simply fall into the Israelites' hands. God was battling against the dark powers of the world, and he was training his people to do battle at his side. The promised inheritance needed to be fought for, and Israel needed to be fashioned into a sword in God's hand against his demonic foes. The land of Canaan was inhabited at the time by many peoples. When the Israelite spies who went ahead to reconnoiter the territory returned with reports of walled cities and strong warriors, Many among the Israelites grew fearful. But Joshua and Caleb, who had learned to trust that the God who had destroyed the Egyptians could handle whatever their enemies might throw at them, quieted the people's fears. The Israelites made ready to cross the Jordan River to enter the land and engage the battles God had set before them. Shortly before the Israelite entry into Canaan, God called Moses to himself the great leader who had faced down Pharaoh, who had brought the Israelites out of Egypt through the Red Sea, who had spoken with God on the holy mountain, who had guided the Israelites for 40 years through many trials, was not to see the fulfillment of his labors. He was buried on a mountain at the edge of the promised land, and there for a full month the Israelites mourned his death. God made a promise to the Israelites, that one day he would send his people another prophet like Moses, one who would speak to him face to face, who would lead his people out of a yet more oppressive slavery. That promise took deep root in the Israelite mind. Just before dying, Moses spoke stern and encouraging words to the people he had led for so long. See, I have set before you this day life and death, good and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, 
but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you this day that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land which you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. After the death of Moses, God established Joshua as his successor. He instructed Joshua to lead his people into their promised possession. Thus began the Israelite conquest of Canaan. Amidst many battles, with the miraculous help of God, who through them was conquering demonic powers, the Israelites displaced many of the previous inhabitants and settled themselves in the land of promise, with each of the twelve tribes receiving their allotted ancestral territory. God had made good on his promises and had proved himself faithful to his covenant. But would this people who carried the destiny of the world in their hands, remain faithful to Him.